society, the world, specifically our society, cares about one particular demographic of people. And that's just the way it always has been. And unless we dismantle the systems that have created that reality, that's the way that it's always going to be. Welcome to Black Girl Voices, a podcast created to cultivate change through conversation, community, and education while centering, uplifting, and amplifying the voices of Black women, girls, and femmes. Here we will talk about everything from trending topics to Black history to our own personal experiences as Black women. It's like a coffee chat with your best girlfriends. We will laugh, cry, keep it real, and most importantly, get uncomfortable. We are your hosts, Siobhan Montgomery Haynes and Caroline J. Sumlin. Come on in, girl. We have a lot to talk about. Welcome back to Black Girl Voices. My name is Siobhan Montgomery Haynes. And I'm Caroline J. Sumlin. And today we are going to dive into missing white woman syndrome. Um, If you have been hiding under a rock, which you would have had to, to not hear about the case that we are going to discuss, um, briefly discuss today, we're not going to spend a lot of time on it, Um, but what has kind of sparked this this need to talk about this topic is the Gabby Petito case. Um, Before we dive in, I am going to just name a couple of statistics um, just just two quick ones that I thought were really important. Um, one of those is that despite being 13% of the population, Black people account for 32% of uh, missing persons. And uh, Black girls actually make up 40% of um, missing and sex trafficking victims. Mm. Crazy, right? You have the statistics for indigenous women as well or not i do not have those but while we're talking i will i will be sure to look those up and if i don't get to those we will definitely leave those in the show notes because this um this is obviously a a a problem in the black community but it's a big problem in the indigenous community as well um Mm -hmm. they are not receiving the justice that they deserve or the media coverage um that they deserve either so for sure i mean it's it's really it's really an issue with um, all people of color, let's just be real. Um, people of color that go missing do not get that media attention. I would say, I, I believe the statistics are higher for black and indigenous Yeah, people of, uh, excuse me, black and indigenous people that are missing. However, you really can't think of not nary, nary, <laughs> not nary a case of a person of Girl, color. You're bringing it out early. <laughs> You're bringing what out early? You're bringing it out early. You're bringing out the Carolyn sass early. Is that really sass? I don't know. The Naria case wasn't like you. Oh. I said, is she bringing it out? I'm here for it, though. I guess. <laughs> um, but you can't really think of a case that that has received any sort of national attention. And it doesn't have to be on the same level as a Gabby Petito case, but any sort of national attention from a news source or media outlet that is not even just local 
And I will also say that even local cases, many, many missing person reports, many, many missing person cases never even receive um, any sort of media attention at all. Any sort of local news authorities or, you know, they might search a little bit and then they kind of hang it up. Whereas even the response for searching for Gabby Petito and now the person of interest, her fiance, um, is they're they're not they're not relenting. They're not relenting. They're not giving up on that. It's it's gone a lot longer than what most missing person cases, but especially missing person cases of color, would would go. That sentence didn't make sense. I'm sorry. I feel like I need more coffee. Um, <laughs> I do. I'm like dragging. But so I yeah. wait, really quick. I'm gonna log. I'll log this um, episode in the show notes. I mean, sorry. This this website in the show notes because it's a really really good one but I thought this was interesting to note that it says in 2016 5,712 cases of indigenous women were reported missing uh, but however only 116 were logged in the database Mm. out of 5,712 that's terrible right that's absolutely terrible it's it's this oh lord have mercy i mean yeah it's it's hard to find i i it's it's really hard to find the words i feel like we're we're fumbling a little bit because it's so enraging to have to even bring attention to this like i know a lot of people's problem with bringing up which i I don't really care what people's problem with bringing up um the statistics for missing bipoc people um during this time i know a lot of their problem was well this isn't the right time but when is the right time you know what i mean the right time wasn't clearly wasn't before the Gabby Petito case because nobody was talking about it. So sometimes we have to use situations, well, BIPOC people do have to use situations to highlight our disparities because that's the only time anybody will will listen in even the slightest bit. Right. Yep. Um, exactly. Exactly. And, and now, you know, you have people slightly somewhat talking about it because, you know, this case has brought brought to light the disparities and, and, and the discriminations. It's only when we bring to light the disparities and discriminations, it's only when we speak up, cry out, cause a disturbance. It mm-hmm. has to be a disturbance. It has that to be That is the key word that any sort of action, any sort of recognition or any sort of attention is, is brought to our circumstances and potentially, potentially change. I wouldn't right. say there's change in this situation, but for example, there, I would say a couple days after we posted about this, when it, when Gabby Petito was, was, I believe found, she was found, yes. she was found and we posted about it um, and received a lot of hateful comments. I don't, I don't know if you did, but I sure did until I blocked my comments, received a lot of hateful comments about people that from people that were saying, how dare you do this? How dare you say this? This is not the time. This family is grieving. Why are you making everything about race and everything is about you? Yada, yada, yada. You name it. I got a lot of why is everything about race comments. Yes, for sure. Um, So I would say it was about two days after that very active day on social media that I saw 
CNN, the Today Show, and other news outlets that had actually made stories and brought to attention the same thing and saying, hey, so everyone's paying attention to Gabby Petito. Why aren't they paying attention to by POC individuals that have also gone missing, reported missing, et cetera. So I firmly believe in the day and age that we are in that without the social media outcry, the follow-up stories that that were about what we had brought attention to would not have taken place. We would have continued right. on with just Gabby Petito and that would have been that. It wouldn't have been a, but what about anybody else? You have to Unfortunately, when you are in our position as people of color, as black women, we, we have to use circumstances like this to bring that attention. It wouldn't make sense to just randomly bring the attention when no one's talking about somebody going missing to say, hey, by the way, did you know? No one's going to care about that. It's only right, going because, to be newsworthy when something else is happening at the same time. Because unfortunately, like people love to say the media, the media, the media, but the media thrives on what the people want to hear, right? So like they're not going like yes. they're not going to talk about anything that's not the hot topic because why why would they? So with our outcries and and all of us talking about it, now the media has started talking about it. They, it, it takes us for the media, for, for it to be the media hot topic. So people can continue to blame the media, but the media is, it, it's a representation of, of society. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, let's jump, let's jump into a, a little bit about, I guess, the Gabby Petito case, why we're outraged, kind of what happened, like a, a small summary of like, what happened, like, not necessarily with her case, but like, you know, how quickly it was, it was solved, et cetera, et cetera, the social media uh, response to it. Let's, let's, let's jump into that. So people can really understand where like our, our, I would I say outrage, I guess our outrage comes from. Yeah. I mean, it it was a case that took off on social media. We know that it was, I, I didn't know much about it until um, her body was found because I'm not on TikTok like that. I only go right. on TikTok every now TikTok. and then. But yeah, apparently the entire TikTok community was like playing detective and trying to find this person. And I understand that there is a level of it to the point where she was active on TikTok. She had a presence. She was an influencer. Right. I get that. So I, I don't I don't knock that. I don't think that, you know, Susie, who works at Walmart, would get the same level of attention, perhaps, where the entire right. TikTok community is trying to find Susie that works at Walmart, unless Susie that works at Walmart was also on TikTok. Like, obviously, that the social media connection is a part of that. It helps. But at the same, it helps, for sure. But at the same time, if it was a person of color who was a TikTok travel... Kelly Price, for instance. Exactly. Who has very, been very missing for, I think, what, a month, maybe, before anybody noticed? Yes. Almost a month. Yes. Mm -hmm. Who is a, um, and we can link her information in the show notes as well, but she's um, a singer. Famous singer. Famous singer. Famous singer who no one was talking about. So you can be famous, but if you're a person of color, still not get that same attention. And that's just, Mm -hmm. we just know because of the anti-blackness in our society. um, And the statistics, like we're not making this up. This didn't come like out of our butt. Like there's statistics here, you know, data. Mm-hmm. that shows that you know we will always just kind of be tossed to the side you know thrown thrown out the window in a way right so the case obviously explodes on social media everyone is pouring their heart out everyone is is invested in this missing case what I thought about when I first saw 
you know, that her body was found and started reading about the information or whatever. Um, and I had actually, I, I, I lied. I, I heard about it, not from when her body was first found. Somebody that I follow online was sort of doing this stories of like, have oh, you heard yes. about this case? And everybody she was, was like, doing a breakdown, was doing a breakdown of it. And I had just seen it earlier that day. And I was like, oh, what is this? And I kind of tapped it. I was like, nah, okay, you know, I had things to do. So I stopped. I didn't want to get sucked in. Right. So I was like, Caroline, boundaries. <laughs> and I put the boundaries up and I put the phone down. And um, then I got the scene a notification later that same day that her body had been found. And I was like, oh, that's that same. And I made that connection just right, right there. I was like, oh, okay. And then I immediately re- realized that, for example, you know, um, there's so many cold cases out there from even, you know, the 70s, et cetera. Mm. And there's documentaries and and this isn't the first time that we've that that the media has, you know, cried out about a missing white woman. And I thought about even I forgot what it was that happened. I don't know if it was I think it was last year at some point when white woman in the park. I don't know if it was Central Park. I, I don't I don't remember, but something happened specifically. And maybe it was in Europe. Was it, was... Uh, I can't remember. Oh, shoot. Um. I feel like I should know about this before I mention it, but I'm, it just dawned on me. Um, but there was something that happened with a white woman and it was, it may have been in the UK. I don't remember, but the entire world started being like, Oh yes. I know what you're, Oh my gosh. Now I know what you're talking about, but yes. I don't know the name of the case. Yes. The entire world thought, did, wasn't her body. Her body was found recently after they started talking about it something something happened oh I don't gosh, remember yeah. I don't know I don't even know if I know the words to google but I remembered it just it I remembered it kind of just dawning in my mind that this had just like that that uh, a national outcry had just happened for a white woman like right. not even a year ago and I just I feel like my mind sort of flooded with all of the cold cases and all the documentaries and all the things that I've seen and all the times that the news has covered a missing, a missing white woman. And I just realized like, I've never, ever seen missing black person get this kind of attention viral immediately. That was the first thing I thought about in my spirit. I I wasn't searching for something to think about it. And I, it immediately made me feel just sad and frustrated because it was just another reminder, another thing, another instance where the injustices, the disparities are there. I feel like there's, there's really nowhere, no, no, nowhere in life where there's not a disparity that affects black people, especially black women. It's crazy that you mentioned like that you can't pinpoint a, um, a time when there was outrage for black women, because I'm thinking back even to my younger years. And I vividly remember the names like Lacey Peterson. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, uh, gosh, her name was Natalie. I don't remember her last name, but she went missing in Aruba. I remember. Oh yeah. All, so many yeah. times where, where white women have gone on. And I was young, but like I remember that, it because it was such a big thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, oh and, yeah. And, and it's crazy that I can still remember to this day, but I'm thinking back and I'm like, no, I don't remember any yep. time that the only time our names come up in the media is when, when we, we're criminals, when we, right. Or, or when we've already been uh, killed unjustly 
by, uh, you know, at the hands of, of police. But even then, it's because of the outrage. Right. I would say, which only happens spark. a yeah. little bit. And only if we have outrage. Because, because I think about Breonna Taylor. Yeah. And we didn't even have outrage for Breonna Taylor until after George Floyd. Then right. people started also talking about Breonna Taylor. And then it became this outrage there. But there's not even there's not even outrage you know for that unless we spark it so I mean and I also think too like I I wanted to read just the definition of missing white woman syndrome um because this isn't something we've made up this is a term used by social scientists Mm -hmm. and media commentators to refer to the observed disproportionate media coverage especially in television of missing person cases involving young white upper middle class women or girls compared to the relative lack of attention towards missing women who are not white women of lower social classes and missing men or boys mm-hmm. so this is a this is a term phrase this this is a thing this is not something yep. that we we just made up for 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 the sake of this podcast but um, I, I think also one thing I think that outraged me besides the media attention and besides everybody's interest was everybody's willing to help. So not that it outraged me that people were willing to help. It was interesting to me how many people were like, did not know this girl, but it was like hands on deck. Like, I know you said you weren't on TikTok, but I, I do shamelessly scroll TikTok quite a bit. And there were so many people creating search parties who did not know her search parties people who were all hands on deck to help police and that's great but like keep that same energy Mm -hmm. you know what I mean because there's her parents unfortunately they got terrible terrible answers it's very unfortunate what happened to her it's it's disgusting when anybody is killed but they have answers they have closure and I mean I hate the closure that they got but they have closure and there's there's black people who are still looking for closure for their um, for their children, for their moms, sisters. I mean, husbands, uncles, you know, all of that. Um, and I also think that it's interesting how you know people talked about how it wasn't the right time, but the outrage from this case also caused. Um, a fire up under investigators butts to solve other cases like what was his name is it Jalani Jelan- Day Jelani Day his case was finally solved mind you they had his they had DNA evidence for for a couple weeks but they said it was backlogged they didn't have time to go through it or you know they were short staffed or something and they didn't have time to to process it total bs total BS but because of all of the you know the media attention and all of all you know everything that was going on in the media and the outrage they were able I shouldn't say they were able they were able a long time ago but they find it 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 encouraged them to um, go ahead and process the information and then now his mom has closure again unfortunate closure but still closure right yeah absolutely I mean this society the world specifically our society cares about one particular demographic of people and that's just the way it always has been and unless we dismantle the systems that have created that reality that's the way that it's always going to be and that is why we will always be outraged because it's not that we don't we don't um we don't think that the cases that receive the attention 
should be getting the attention that they received that 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 those parents shouldn't have this amount of outcry and amount of search and amount of of um of resources and help for their tragic situation it's that the that other that human two things beings, can be true right the two things can be true other human beings that are of color are just that human beings with the same amount of value and the same amount of humanity and yet we because we have a lesser value placed on our lives we receive lesser care attention um resources etc and we, we that that has to change like that it's not it will continue to break our hearts and will continue to make us feel upset and outraged, et cetera, because we know that our lives are just as valuable right. as white people, as all people of color, our lives are just as valuable, but our society doesn't see it that way. Right. And so we're constantly having to battle, to scream, to cry, to listen to us, you know, like pay attention to us, look at us, solve our cases. And, um, you know, people are, uh, another thing that I saw was how people were saying how, um, well, it's because the families, you know, they, they, they spend more time and they exert more they make more of a deal out of it or something yeah there was there were comments that would say well those families actually report the missing cases and actually push we report the missing cases but as you see they don't get logged (laughs) they don't get logged so absolute bs like come on now i i'm and i it's one of the most heartbreaking things is when you work in a school district that is very underserved and you see your own students get put on the missing cases report daily, mm-hmm. daily. That was like my reality. Cause you were Ask teaching me if in, were you teaching in DC at the yes. time? Yes. yes. And they have a very high population of missing black girls. Ask me if those cases were ever on the freaking local, even the local news, no. the local news that I watch every single day. No. You, and they, then- there, there should be a freaking segment of the local news every day that says here are the missing cases here's the missing cases if you've seen these people and I see it sometimes but they don't cover everyone and I understand that someone could be listening to this and say there's no way we could ever you know check the app or check written information etc check our twitter you can follow I get that there is you know there's a whole twitter account for missing people right in DC I get that but chances are more people are going to be turning on the local news right than, than following that twitter account and following twitter yes you know and and it's it's even if you want to say it's just down to semantics still those the the value the value of someone's life that our society has deemed as greater or less than is going to determine which one of those cases gets more attention, attention. And gets more resources and gets solved quicker. And that is just wrong. No matter how you spin it, that is wrong because you cannot devalue a human's life. Right. No matter what color they are, no matter what size they are, no matter what they have done in their past or what they may do in their future, you cannot devalue somebody's life. And our society devalues our lives every single day just because of. The structures that they've placed because of their own belief that people of color are less of value that still holds true, true today excuse me 
So, so yeah, I just, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not the case of parents or authorities not actually doing the reporting and not actually doing their due diligence. The due diligence is done. It's now up for up to the other side of the authorities and the media and the press and the police, et cetera, et cetera, to do their due diligence and to follow through. And us and to show and, and and us. And by us, I don't mean by folks, but it's up to society also to show them that they care enough about those cases right. for them to put in the, I mean, unfortunately, yes. that's just what it is. They, for sure. If, if nobody cares, then, then nobody cares. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So it's up to society to show them that they care enough, that they're outraged enough, that it's a problem enough for, you know, the, the law enforcement and the media to do the work. Um, I also think that this, this whole thing is a great opportunity for white people to check their biases, Mm -hmm. to ask yourself why you were so invested in this case there. I know some people will argue, Oh, I'm a true crime junkie. Okay. Well, there's lots of, there's lots of true crime um, surrounding BIPOC folks. Why was this the one that you were so invested in? Or a better question is, why aren't you invested in others? Exactly. So okay. Yes. A person of color come across your screen on the local news or, you know, you see it shared via social media or something like that, especially with your, within your local communities, not everything can get national attention. Right, it doesn't right. always need to get national attention, but enough local attention is that's why we have local news stations, local governments, et cetera, et cetera. But if yeah. these cases aren't even getting the local attention that they deserve, that's a huge problem. So if you are following people locally and somebody locally shares that somebody's missing, do you just stop and say to yourself, especially if it's a person of color, oh, that's a shame. And do you even share or do you even re- do you reshare? <laughs> Do you make sure to take your time to say, hey, this is a person that's missing. Have you seen this person? Right. Though, I mean, the, the thing about social media is that we often focus on how it negatively in, has impacted us, what it is There's doing great to our mental health, to et cetera. It. It's a, exactly. With social media, we actually have, if we all used it correctly, cool. if we all used it with, with, um, with dignity and, and with, yeah, intent is a good word too, um, but with dignity. Um, if we cared, we re- we actually do all have the ability to kind of be mandated reporters and to be, um, you know, eyes and ears for the the authorities that are trying to do their jobs that can't be everywhere. I, as a journalism major, absolutely. As okay. a journalism major, as somebody who almost went into this field, um, we rely on on that video, on that content, on people that are that are in the street, that are in the world living to share and to report and to do that. So think about your platforms as a way to, you know, if you feel like if you've ever felt helpless, like, oh, I can't do this or I can't do that or I can't donate or I can't whatever, whatever. The fact that you have a phone in your hand with the camera, with Twitter, with Instagram, with Facebook, with whatever means that you can do something. Every little share, every little raising of your voice matters. It really and, does matter that we all use our voices. And as somebody who wasn't in the journalism field, I can 100% back that, that you, that you that you said that journalists really rely on, you know, the videos and, and the things that people are talking about on social media, because there's been so many times that I've been scrolling social media and I'll see someone from a news site say, hey, can I use this video? Or, hey, will you email such and such and such with this information, um, especially on Twitter? Yeah. So what what you said is a hundred percent true. There's so much power in that phone. 
Mm -hmm. um, especially to get those stories on the media. I I feel like, um, again, we'll link some things in the, we'll link some um, statistics in the show notes, but, you know, I, I feel like it was, we really needed the space to kind of just expressed our distaste for how BIPOC people have been handled, even though we, I feel like there's this thing where we know, we know, like we, we know, but it still right. doesn't hurt any less when we see it or I when think, it happens. I think I'm actually more so at a place where it's like, I've been knowing, but I finally hit the realization that nothing will change if we don't change yeah. it. And it sounds so cliche. Like you're told that as a child, you're told that like, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. Right. Right. But that's real. Because I've definitely for years sat in the, this is just the reality of what it means to be a person of color. I accepted that reality. I accepted the, this is the minority mindset. It is what it is. Keep it in your community. This is just, this is because we're black. Right. The disparities are there and because we're, black. we're just unhealthy. We just live in the hood. We just have crime. We just have, right. especially because the world tells you like, this is it. They tell you who you are, right? This yes. is the black community. This is yes. you, right? Didn't learn, didn't realize, didn't get to really know what it truly meant to be black until I went to Howard university and learned mm-hmm. that what our your identity life- wasn't rooted in society's view of you. Absolutely. So now that I've finally had that shift in viewpoint, it still took, I feel like even I'm, I'm almost 10 years removed from college and I've learned, I've, I'm just now realizing like, okay, how much more do I just sit in the, it is what it is mentality. And I think for me, and- it's hard though, because I know that we need the participation of white folks as well. And it's hard for me to be hopeful in that when like, like the post I made today, like the support for black lives matter has decreased significantly. It's like a trend almost for white folks. And I know that we need them to work alongside us to make the change. And so when I constantly see the ebbs of and and flows of their support, I start getting discouraged. I, and I, I get that, um, but I feel like we have to know that that's, that is to be expected. Yeah. There was something that I, I wrote, I can't remember, and somebody re, re, or maybe I said it, I don't remember, maybe it was a podcast. I mean, we, we write and say so many things right, I can't so much remember <laughs> where it's going, but I said something along the lines of, uh, oh, I just lost it. <laughs> um, what did I say? Uh, oh, that white people don't have, they don't really reap a benefit, a, an immediate benefit to dismantling racism and white supremacy right. and doing this kind of work. There's no immediate benefit. There's long-term benefit that they are may, that may or may not there, excuse me, that they may or may not see in their lifetime. No, I think I said in the last podcast episode that they may or may not see in their lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas for us because it's literally a matter of life and death survival, like <laughs> right life or life or death even if it's not immediately my life or death it's still in 
directly impacts me as a person of color, as a black woman, right? that I just can't help but not to, to do this work because it's me, it's us, you know, but when it's not you, it's so much easier. And that's for anybody. Like if something is happening in another country that doesn't affect us, it's easy to be like, all right, I can turn the other cheek. Mm-hmm. I can turn the news off or whatever. It sucks, but I want to protect my peace and da, 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 da. And not saying that, that there's not time for that. Not saying that we we can't also all solve all the problems. We can't all save the world. Right, That's not how right. it works either. Of course. But just bringing it back to the fact that just specifically with this, we do, I feel like there's human nature is ebb and flow. Human nature is that things are going to rise when something is happening and it's going to fall back down um, when things move on. And there's only ever going to be a handful of us left who are going to be consistent, just like there's only going to be a handful of people left that are consistent in doing the work to fight breast cancer. But then yeah. when it's breast cancer awareness, everyone's going to talk about breast cancer. And then when That's it's true. not breast cancer awareness, they're all going to go away and talk about something else. But there's going to be those people that are left that are dedicated to the, to, and that's, that's breast the cancer about the world. That's why in the Bible, it says that we're all called to different things that we're all one body with many parts. We all can't be an elbow. You know, so our work is very specific and there will be people that will join on and say, yeah, we want to continue to talk about this work all the time. And there will be people that will ebb and flow with that. That doesn't necessarily mean that change isn't happening. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's it's for it's for nothing, because I, I do see that, you know, even with this case, we we we, we caused a ruckus. We, we made some noise and CNN picked it up. That's yeah, I saw they wrote that article. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera, right. We right. continue doing that. We continue doing what we're doing, and little by little, progress will add up. We may okay. not see a huge difference in our lifetimes, but we have to have that hope in that that little progress that we're doing will make a difference in the lifetime three generations from now, and realize that three generations from now they deserve as much as we can give. Today. For sure. For sure. You know? Because I mean, I, I have to think about it from our ancestors' point of view, who knew they would never, I mean, they had to know that they would never see the kind of change that we are currently sure. experiencing. But They would have they, never dreamed of that. Right, but they they did it anyway. You know, they they persevered in spite of. Um, I did, before we wrapped it up, I did want to really quick, just quickly glance over this article just to kind of um, highlight a act of allyship um, a longtime news anchor named Frank Somerville. He was suspended indefinitely last week after his news director um, denied his request to add commentary of the indigenous women who have gone missing to the coverage of Gabby Petito's homicide. Um, a portion of his requested commentary remained in the script after it was denied. And it led to his suspension. He initially aimed to add a 46 com- a 46 second commentary, noting the coverage disparities between white and black victims of crime. Mm-hmm. So he has been suspended. Um, I'm not sure. Oh, it's indefinitely. Yes, he was suspended indefinitely because he wanted to highlight the racial disparities. Um, and I'm sure that he knew that that would possibly be a consequence. I. I mean, I haven't been in journalism, but I'm pretty sure they don't play like with you just getting on live and, you know, saying something that wasn't approved. Right. 
And so I'm sure he knew that that was a possible consequence and yet he did it anyway. So, you know, shout out to Frank Somerville. Yeah, for sure. That, shout is, out to him. that is not an easy task. No, because now he's out of a job, you know, but he, he, that, that is an extreme form of allyship. So <sighs> just wanted to highlight that before we wrap it up, but, um, sounds good. <laughs> Thank all you right. all for joining us and, um, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Black Girl Voices podcast. If you loved today's episode, we would love it for you to leave us a five-star review. If you would like to support our work, visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash blackgirlvoices or head to our show notes for the link. Lastly, we would love to hear from you. Come follow us on Instagram at blackgirlvoices and say hello. Remember, you are heard, you are seen, and you are loved. Your voice matters. You matter. See you next time.